I set the time zone. I set the time zone. And my phone does that automatically. I'm going to see if I can make the font bigger. <gasps> the font is larger. And Jesus wept. For there were no more worlds to conquer. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 6, Episode 2, Lawnmower Maintenance and Postnatal Care. You wouldn't think those two things go together, but boy, oh boy, it's like peanut butter and jelly. You got chocolate in my peanut butter. You got postnatal care in my lawnmower maintenance. That honestly sounds awful. I'm not going to contemplate that. Mike, can you just, can you give me that good, good shuffle? Can you do the thing? Well, first we got to get into outsourcing Mike's bids. Now it's time for that good, good shuffle that Ben so desperately wanted to get away from the lawnmower maintenance in your postnatal care joke. So it's time to do that. And who knows if it'll get picked up again? I, I don't know anymore. Who knows? It's going to be like, would you rather run over a baby with a lawnmower? And I'm going to be like, no. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like, back to this. I, I like how it's it's giving you one choice. Would you like <laughs> Would you like to, period? Would you like to do that or would you like to not do that? I'm going to be like, this, hey, every, hey, everyone, wake up. New trolley <laughs> problem just dropped. You could just not do the thing. Um <laughs> Uh, okay, Ben, this one's going to yes. be, this one's going to be rough. I got to be honest with you. Okay. Um, I do think, uh, it's going to be pretty easy though, unfortunately for both of us, but we'll find out. I choose to not run over the baby with a lawnmower. Oh, Done. see, now I think we dis. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we- now Ben, and this one's yes. the real one. What I'm about to say is the real, would you rather from the card I, I just pulled. Okay. Ben. Would you rather see one of your parents having an affair or see your spouse having an affair? Well, okay. Um, <laughs> I like how I just I hit the fade out button on that, and it was just like, and it didn't even gracefully fade <laughs> yeah, it's out. Like, it no. was. It's the, it might as well the- been you read the card <laughs> and then record scratch, and then the music stops. Even the music is like, okay, let's come on. Uh. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my parents because okay, like sure, yeah. they're a thousand something miles away, and they're not even married to each other anymore. They're right. married to different people, so like, you know, whatever. It it doesn't really concern me at this point <laughs> in my life. But like, you do it, have to see it apparently. It, uh, I I assume by seeing it, I'm gonna log into Facebook one day, and my oh, dad's okay. gonna be like, "Well, an affair happened," and then I'll be like, "All right, <laughs> I'll text my dad later. That's fine." I love I love the idea of your dad just being like, "Well, did an affair." It's uh end of, ta- end of Facebook post. It's he's he, taking a real uh, uh, nod back to um, police reports, where it's just like passive voice across the board. Um, uh, an affair happened. Uh, 
at uh, 2.30 p.m. yesterday, the individuals in this relationship uh, were involved in an affair. <laughs> what, a, what a wonderful uh, cr- cr- <laughs> Facebook post, a.k.a. crime report. And then I'm like, do I like that? post do i do i care react yeah that post? it's definitely a care react at that point um i'm i'm not sure i'm not sure how to react to this post mm-hmm. um sure but i i assume that's how i'm going to quote unquote see the affair right um, i mean there, there's other interpretations of the card but i don't know if i want to follow down that path Mike, what is your answer to this stupid card? <laughs> I'm not even going to dignify it with reframing the question. You no, have it. Fair. You can read it. <laughs> I do have it for for our listening audience. Would you rather see one of your parents having an affair or see your spouse having an affair? This one is about as easy as it is for you because uh-huh. like, o- only one of my parents is actually married. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, that one, because I don't want to see my wife having an affair with someone. High five, children of divorce. High Bam. five, children of divorce, making this card useless. All right. <laughs> and off it goes into, it did hit the trash can, but the trash can is overflowing a little bit. So, you know. Even the trash can didn't want that one. <laughs> what a that's great how, reinterpretation. That's how bad that question was. I imagine for some people that had what I'll call normal childhoods, more more traditional normal childhoods would have at least a moment to figure out what the hell they were going to say but for us it's uh-huh. like well i don't care <laughs> right i'm i'm i'll log into facebook one day and be like well that's a status i can't uh, unsee all right moving on with my day uh as someone who spends a, an enormous amount of time on the internet uh that would be the like 19th worst thing I saw on the internet that day. That day. Like, okay, well, I was like, dang, 19th of all. T- oh, that, yeah, no, that, that I'd day, be like, it, it tracks. I'd be like, well, um, uh, parental unit was involved in an affair which occurred. Uh, care react, I guess. Oh, hey, mm-hmm. cool. Look, Nazis are back. <laughs> yep. Much worse so- than seeing your, your dad had an affair, or I'm sorry, affair was had with your dad. Um, Involved. Uh, a, a dad involved affair occurred. A dad um, is is how how that would be worded. What a, what um, a great new band! A dad involved affair. And I would just be like, "All right, well, uh, I'm gonna go back to reading about Nazis, I guess, or watching last week tonight, where John Oliver is gonna, mm-hmm. admittedly, in a very funny fashion, tell me all about the worst parts of humanity." To be fair, though, he did have a good segment on Vince McMahon's mustache. He did. It he, was do you very wanna, do good. You wanna t- do you want to talk about Vince, Vince McMahon's mustache here I mean, for a moment? I don't, because uh, that man is gross <laughs> and terrible. But yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, he does look uh, very... If you've not seen it, it's... Um, think Vincent Price if he had been like stung by all the wasps. And I know mm-hmm. that's the same comparison that John mm-hmm. Oliver did, but he has writers. But it's accurate. And it's, it's, it's very a, the accurate. The thing is, the thing is, you're not stealing a joke. You are just delivering information. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is. It is not. It is a choice I would not have made. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so so yeah, uh, he is an awful garbage trash human, uh, and he only he left the WWE because of an 
because of a sexual uh, uh, scandal uh, that he he perpetrated. He he did it. He sure did. Mm-hmm. Um, and he left, and then he came back just to sell it to the people that make uh, that own the UFC. So great, great stuff. Uh, he's he's a trash bag. Um, and God damn it, if I don't love wrestling for some reason, <laughs> no, like literally, I I can't get away from wrestling. And most of the time, I don't watch his wrestling. But I did watch his wrestling recently because it was WrestleMania, which was pretty good. Most mostly uh, controlled by uh, his son-in-law Triple H, a former wrestler who is now not a wrestler anymore. He's just an executive. Um, and he's pretty good at this whole uh, tell, uh, creating stories thing. Anyway, that's enough about wrestling. I think. Yeah, we'll move on from uh, wrestling, which occurred, and um, we will get into lawnmower maintenance and postnatal care. Mm-hmm. Um. This is the this is the episode where we get introduced to Elroy. Yeah, Keith David, um, uh, fantastic Keith actor. David, who has been on Community before as the narrator mm-hmm. in Pillows and Blankets. He is, of course, also Captain Anderson in Mass Effect. Of course, which is great. Great, uh, wonderful. Dude's got a great voice. Like you hear that voice, and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh man, just like. They- he, he Wrap yourself in, up in a blanket, sip on oh, a, a hot mug of coffee, soak in that voice. Uh, when mm. Saints Row went super meta, he showed up as Keith David, uh, but uh, be- showed himself to be evil Keith David. Um, That's a, amazing. A, I love a, it. A normal uh, uh, turn against the Saints. Um, it shows that he's got he's got the range of voice, uh, dramatic comedy. He's got it all, baby. And he's here. He's in community now. He'll be here for uh, the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. He's very um, good. It's very good. It's a good addition. Um, I agree. I think they made really good additions this season. They really did. And I know we talked about it a lot last week with the addition of Frankie, but just like mm-hmm. they had a very difficult task where they're like, all right, we've been sort of filling in for Pierce a little bit. And then filling in for Pierce and Troy a little bit. Right. Now we have to fill in for for Pierce and Troy and Shirley. And we need to add people because otherwise it's just four lonely idiots being horny around each other. Mm-hmm. Plus Abed, who is, is just going to make a documentary about them all being horny towards each other. Right. And then so we need we need to get some new blood in here. And it could have gone so horribly, and instead we get Frankie and Elroy. Right. And you we know, get we get fucking Paget Brewster absolutely. and uh, Keith David. Really, just really fantastic. Bringing their actors. A game. Just incredible. Couldn't ask for better. I don't think you can. And I think if you were trying to ask for more, uh, you should be uh, punched in the face. <laughs> Are you trying to get Brad Pitt in community? Why did you think Brad Pitt would be in community? Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, I'd rather have Paget Brewster and, uh, Keith David Dang. instead of Brad Pitt. Th- there is nothing, a nothing against the pit, to, but think like, a, just think about the, the storylines you could run with Brad Pitt's character against Jeff Winger though. Cause Jeff Winger's whole thing is he's handsome. I think the problem would be that, uh, the first episode would be great because it's, it's just a bunch of jokes about how it's Brad fucking Pitt. That's fair. 
And then this next episode, you'd be like, oh, he's still here. And like all the jokes would still be like, it's Brad Pitt. That's like, fair. I, I think, think he, that well he, he, runs dry right. pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, yeah, great, you made he'd be point. a great guest star. Fantastic great guest, star. guest star. Not not going to fill in in season six, though. Not as That's a full time cast member. Just like a almost a, a, like a, a a visual gag in the back of an episode, though, would be a really hilarious use of Brad Pitt and the amount of money that you'd have to pay to Brad Pitt. To I, show up I think you you bring in Brad Pitt as a guest star on an episode and then spend the rest of the season with him just randomly in the background at times. Yeah, because that's a funny joke. We were like, yeah, we got Brad Pitt. He is in the background of the library for three and a half seconds. At minute five uh, of this episode. Okay. So just like thinking this one through. Mm-hmm. W- you bring him in for the, the episode he's in. Great. You also do just a little bit of work in front of a green screen where he's just walking. He's reading a book. He's doing stuff. And then you ju- you do exactly what you say. You put him in. But you've already, you don't have to bring him back in for every like scene or whatever. You've got all this green screen footage. Similarly to like... Um, uh uh what what starburns did when he was died oh but yeah. In a yeah, good yeah yeah way, in like an actually like makes sense are you saying that starburns last will and testament was not a great music video i'm not saying it wasn't a great music video i'm just saying it was green screened and he did an okay job at it to make an amazing music video mike I was saying, I'm just talking about the green screening. I'm not talking about the quality of the video. I'm just talking I'm, the the chroma key is not ideal, but it works for the thing. I'm I'm sure that the community team could do a better job than than Starburns did on his green screen effects. Yes, I, mm. I'm 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 willing okay. to accept I'm glad, that. I'm glad we're on the same page now. So this episode has a couple of uh, plots in it. Um, the Dean gets a virtual reality set up uh-huh. for $5,000. Just a little bit ahead of his time, honestly. Uh, and Britta is mad at... Uh, so Britta moves in with Annie and Abed and right. gets gets mad when she finds out that her parents have been supporting her secretly through her friends right. for years. Mm-hmm. Um those are kind of the main two plots. And also there's a subplot with Chang getting his cat, getting bitten by one of Britta's cats and his hand just gets bigger and bigger and bigger throughout the episode. And he also doesn't know how to get to the nurse's station. I will say it's not my usual sort of joke, but the rest, the, the rest of the, uh, uh, flow of the episode works. So I just always forget that Chang got bitten by a cat and then he shows up and then he's like, I got bit by a cat and his hand is huge. And I'm like, okay, it's a funny joke. <laughs> it they, is a good did, joke. You, you did. You did good with a Chang joke for the first time in a couple of seasons at this point. I'm into it. I dig it. Yeah. And I like the idea that he's like, I'm trying to go to the nurse's room. I don't know where it is because his, his brain has apparently been changed by the cat bite. Uh huh. Would you like to talk about, the virtual reality plot first or the Brita plot first? Um, let's go with the Brita plot because there's more Portuguese gremlins in that one. Okay. <laughs> That's a interesting uh, distinguishing uh, factor, but you are technically correct. The best kind of correct. <laughs> so uh, Brita moves in with 
Annie and Abed, and uh, after finding a couch with her last name on it, a brand new couch, she uncovers her parents uh, have been supporting her secretly for years. Mm. Her parents, a, by a the way, deep conspiracy. Uh huh. Um, her parents are played by Leslie Ann Warren and um, Martin Mull. Uh, both, uh, both, fr- uh, 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 Clue alum, mm-hmm. um, Leslie Ann Warren played Miss Scarlet and, uh, Martin Mull played Colonel Mustard. Really, great, really great choices. Great picks. Um, I love Clue. I love both of them. They're oh, both great fantastic. actors. Um, and, um, I did see someone, I, I did see someone, uh, uh, post about how, um, Leslie Ann Warren as Miss Scarlet uh, created a generation of bisexuals. <laughs> totally makes sense. <laughs> and uh, I get it. If if I were a lady and I was like, oh, hey, what's up? It's uh, Miss Scarlet. I get it. I do. Um, so. Uh, not, Sorry, I Googled I, Leslie Ann Warren clue just to look at it again. I'm like, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, um, I'm back. This is not a tushy.com situation. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, her parents are played by uh, Leslie Ann Warren and Martin Mull. Both, they're both great in this episode. They're both just overly supportive mm-hmm. uh, to make up for some neglectful hippie years. Um, Who doesn't have some neglectful, neglectful hippie years in their past? Most of the Brita plot is just her kind of getting really mad at all of her friends as they find out, as she finds out that they've been... Uh, accepting money from her parents. They have been going to board game nights and dinners, uh, including Jeff mentions a uh, lobster bacon mashed potatoes, which sound amazing. Delightful. Incredible, even. If Britta's parents want to invite me over for some of that, uh, I'm in. Imagine going to dinner with Leslie Ann Warren and Martin Mull, and they have made lobster bacon mashed potatoes. That sounds great. You're living the dream. You know what I was about to say? And I, I, you know what? I stand by it. It sounds like heaven. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, all right, cool. Well, we've done that. We've had some glasses of wine. Let's, let's play some board games. I mean, they're playing Trouble, which is not the best board game, but it's a fun one. There's a lot of popping and the popomatic. The popomatic bubble. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a trademark, so we can't we can legally say it as long as we say trademark. Hi, this episode's brought to you by the Popomatic Bubble. Uh, not the game trouble, just the bubble in the middle. Have you ever have you ever needed to roll dice, but you don't want to touch those nasty dice? Who knows where those <laughs> dice have been? Who have held those dice? Who have put those dice down their pants to punish them for rolling poorly? You um, don't know, but the Popomatic Bubble. I'm concerned. You don't now. have to touch those dice. <laughs> well, I wanted to understand this this ad copy we've been given by the Popomatic Bubble. Um, how ma- how many people put uh, dice down their pants? A uh, friend of the podcast, Nate. Uh, oh God! When when I used to play D and D with him back in the day, if his if his dice kept rolling poorly, he'd be like, "Well, time to punish these dice," and then the dice would go down the pants. And uh, so, you know, I have so many I'm not, concerns. I'm not pulling that from so nowhere. I have so many concerns and questions, but I will I will choose not to use them at this time because I don't because I feel like this could just be an episode where I figure out 
what in the hell is wrong with your friend? Popomatic bubble. Pop it today. <laughs> I do. I will say that I have seen uh, somebody on one of the uh, social apps. It might have been TikTok that put every D&D dice into its own Popomatic bubble so that you're at a D&D table and you just go pop. And then you can get your D20 roll. I okay. Find okay. That, I'm into it. I find that incredible and also kind of hilarious. I'm I'm into it. With that said, I've I I haven't I haven't played uh Trouble mm-hmm. with its Popomatic bubble very often in right. my in my uh, I, it was not a game that I had in my childhood. I do tend to find um and this is going to go this is going to fly directly in the face of our sponsor the Popomatic bubble TM. Right. I want I just want to just warn you that we're we're on razor's edge on this sponsorship, so I find that uh it does not tend to uh roll very well okay. um, when you when you use the popomatic bubble like it's a fun thing you hit it and it makes a little click noise and then the right. die goes like just like sure but it it just kind of like you might you, you might as well just like flick it and then like the die rolls over and it's like okay cool i rolled it like it doesn't it doesn't add quite as much randomness Sure, but you know the Popomatic bubble is not you know it 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 brings more than just pure randomness because otherwise you just roll the dice. It gives you that pop. It gives you the nice cool bubble. Like we love here here at Morning Greendale the Popomatic bubble TM. It is great. I don't mean to disparage it. Um, it is a phenomenal Popomatic bubble. Um, uh, and, and Ben, feel free to cut this out. I'm just trying to keep the the ad money coming in, buddy. Just I'm just doing my best. On the grand scheme of rolling things, you've got the popomatic bubble where you kind of hit a button, and you've got yeah. just like normal rolling where you just kind of roll it on the table. Still not, still not super random. Then you've mm-hmm. got like craps rolling where you have to throw it against the wall of the craps table. Okay. So that so that you don't uh, you don't have like a technique to like roll the dice a specific way. Sure. So, and that's using, of course, like specifically, you know, uh, casino dice that are made to not be like weighted in any particular way. So, you know, there's a whole range. I'm not disparaging the Popomatic bubble. I'm not saying it's not usable. It's just not fit for like casino use. You couldn't play craps that with the Popomatic fair. bubble. And, you know, that's why I think and the, the Popomatic... And they're not trying to. They're not right, trying exactly. to. And they, they fill a niche of... Popping the Popmatic bubble to play Trouble. And, you know, honestly, I'm just going to say it's perfect for the game Trouble because otherwise Trouble would be a horseshit game. The Popmatic bubble it's, makes it's that true. game. It's true. It makes we, it. And you know what's great? We're sponsored by the bubble, not the game. So, oh yeah, we can we can badmouth Trouble oh, the game yeah. all we trouble want. Trouble the game sucks. That piece of that shit bubble, game That so bubble, fucking though? shit. That bubble though. Oh my the God, bubble that bubble. Rules. You, you play Trouble for the bubble. Holy shit. Why is there that not there? That needs to be their tagline. Is it? Hold on. Hold on. Uh, at Trouble Company. I don't know. I, I think it's Hasbro, but we're going to go at Trouble Company. Uh, just going to type uh, some things in and email sent. Excellent. Britta spends the whole episode getting mad at all of her friends about hanging out with her parents and, and uh, getting getting money from them to give to Britta. Sure. Um and, and pay off pay off all the many years of debts of covering Britta's poor ass. So it's true. There there is some interesting stuff around like they tried to, uh 
Annie and Abed try to uh, uh, distract Britta with Portuguese gremlins, which we get mm-hmm. a uh, a tag of later of a trailer for it. And honestly, I want to watch it because it sounds hilarious. Um, but I imagine that is probably like the thing of, you know, what was it? Uh, there was a, a Grindhouse movie that came out like by Robert Rodriguez. You know what I'm talking about? Where it was like really good as a, like a little trailer, but once you stretch it out, it doesn't, it's not very good. Oh, uh, Machete? I think that's the one. If I remember correctly. Machete started, Machete was a trailer in the, the Grindhouse double feature. And then everyone loved the Machete trailer so much that they turned it into a real movie. Yeah, I think that might be what I'm remembering. And I, I, if I remember correctly, it wasn't all that great, but I could be, I could be misremembering, obviously. Um, but yeah, like I want so much of the Portuguese gremlins. Like they, if you salt them, they multiply. If what, what was mm-hmm. it? If they're, if they get wet, they get evil. But if they, no, it's not. No, wet. if. If they please rem- um, remind me of the rules of the if Portuguese they, gremlins. If they get salted, they multiply. Right. And if they get hot, they turn they evil. Hot, they turn and evil. And if they get splashed the holy with holy water. water, they turn good. But if they get exposed to a rainbow, they yeah. turn even more evil than the first time. Right. Which and their only weakness is that one old guy. That yep. I, it's tremendous, and I want to watch it so bad. It does sound like a fun movie to watch. Um, it, it, and it sounds like one of those like bad, you know, like you're watching a bad movie, kind of make fun of it, but also kind of like, okay, I'm kind of digging the kind of mm-hmm. weird choices that it's made. Similar to like a, maybe The Room, you know what I mean? Where it's like, these are really odd choices to make and we're making fun of it, but it's also kind of like weird autori in its own way. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about Samurai Cop, which is... Um one no, of the greatest movies of all time. But I'm very intrigued at learning about it because I don't think I've, I may not have ever heard of this. Samurai Cop? Samurai Cop. Uh, Mike, I'm going to send you the trailer for Samurai Cop. Um, oh, God. I just love the fact that I see pictures of Neil Breen and uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy Wiseau. Like, I am already into it. Holy shit. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you this. Are you Fuji, Fujiyama? Yes, I am. Who are you? I'm a cop. Oh my god. The the VHS. So good. His real name is Joe Marshall. They call him Samurai. He speaks fluent Japanese. He got his martial arts training from the masters in Japan. He was brought over here from the police force in San Diego to fight us. Would you like to touch what you see? You're the one that talked me into bringing this moron from San Diego to fight the J- Japanese Katana gang. Like, it's it's not a joke trailer. It's for a real movie. Right. That attempts to take itself very seriously. Um, however, while saying that, it is a movie where uh, the the main character, the lead guy, the the titular samurai cop. Sure. Uh, he has he has long hair. And they finished filming, and so he went and cut his hair. And then they're like, oh, actually, we need you to come back and film some additional oh, no. action scenes. Oh, no, they needed pickups? And he's like, but do I, I, cut, I cut my hair. And so they put a bad wig on him, and there are literally fight scenes where the wig falls off. Oh, no. It is, it is the one of the best bad movies you will ever watch. And... Um, 
if you ever want to watch Samurai Cop, uh, let me know. We'll we'll do a movie night. We'll we'll watch. We'll do a Samurai Cop movie night. First, this sounds rad. Uh, the main actor was born in Portland. <laughs> That's terrific. And and the the main actor uh, was originally a bodyguard for Sylvester Stallone. So that's good stuff. So yeah, it's great. And uh we should watch Samurai Cop sometime. Um actually, you know what? I this dude is wild. Uh after Samurai Cop, he withdrew from the entertainment industry for two decades, and in 1992 he took part in an armed robbery stealing a Rembrandt painting from televangelist Gene <laughs> Scott's University Cathedral in Los Angeles. <laughs> And then he he's he, he would check his IMDb page and notice that many people assumed he was dead. Uh-huh. Like Wild. you do. Yeah. Did so you know that there's a sequel to Samurai Cop? I did. I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's even out yet. I know they were doing one. Uh it, it Samurai Cop 2 uh, Deadly J- Vengeance, also titled Revenge of the Samurai Cop, is a 2015 American action film directed oh, and co-written. Snap. All right. So well, is. I guess I got to. All right. We're going to add that to Samurai Cop movie night. It's we'll do the first one. We'll feature. do the second one. Um, so. All right. Uh, let's do this double feature. I, I'm, I'm into it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the Flophouse. Let's go. So Britta gets mad at her parents and all of her friends uh, because she does not. She's not willing to accept their support. And like, I get that. Like, as. You know, someone who has always been a little bit independent, like there, there, there was like a window where my dad was paying my cell phone bill because cell phones were like super, like super expensive. Right. They still are. Um, but there are ways. Um, but there are Mintmobile.com. Um, I am not affiliated, but I love them. Wow. We are um, just like throwing it out there. <laughs> In all in all seriousness, I pay like twenty twenty dollars a month for my cell phone. Uh, it's great. Not bad. Um, so, anyways, uh, but there, it was like really expensive. Just trying to get Ryan Reynolds more rich. He was paying for my cell phone bill, and I was always like, I don't love being an adult man whose dad is paying his cell phone bill, mm-hmm. but also I am poor as shit. Right. So uh, that was your Nepo baby stage. I was always kind of like, uh, I'd, I'd love to, to, to not do that. But also, uh, my cell phone bill on my own would be like $60 a month and I am unemployed. Right. And, and that $60 fresh a month out of college. Can, and that $60 a month can go towards food. So I, I get it. Um, yeah, totally. I get, I get being broke as hell like Britta and I get, uh, not, I, I get having a parent who's like, oh, well I'll, I'll help out and just being like, uh, but I don't, I don't want that. Right. But Unlike you didn't rebel, Britta, you didn't rebel like Britta did where she basically ran away and won't answer their phone. Yeah, unlike Britta, I did not run away and not answer my phone. I was just like, well, that sucks, but I guess my dad can pay the Sprint bill. That's fine. If he wants to, he can pay it. I'm not going to argue. Right. Because you're you're more pragmatic than uh, idealistic, I think. Yeah, because the difference is, um, as poor as I was, um, I never had to sleep in a tent on my community college's uh, uh, land. Fair point. Um, 
which of course the only ones who can truly own that land is the Arapaho Nation. Just you know, throwing that back out there. Sure. Um, but uh, yep. I I never I never had to sleep in a tent on a community college's uh, uh, quad. Right. Um, so you know, I can I can have my pride, but I can also be like, yeah, I also like having an apartment. So. Yeah. <laughs> Apartments are great. Uh, I do. Uh, so as, as it kind of like all that kind of arguments come on, uh, her dad mentioned something about Tinder and Britt is like, I think you mean Tumblr. And he's like, no, I mean Tinder. It's a dating app. If you were on it, you'd be very pretty on it. You'd be the prettiest. And it's very <laughs> funny for, for them to be hyping her up in that way. <laughs> Uh-huh. And her to be like, I'm going to correct you because I'm the young person. And they're like, no, no, no. I meant what I said. Uh huh. It is a it is a funny trope that like um, she's just like, oh, my parents are are monsters. They're demons. And then they're just like the the most supportive parents. They're like, and by the way. You were on Tinder. Your mom and I think you would be the prettiest. Absolutely. The boys would be swiping right. Or girls. Whatever yeah. makes you happy. Totally. It's it's a fun little it's a fun little flip. Because of course, of course Britta's parents would be like the nicest people and yeah. she just hates that. Um and uh then I started thinking about those mashed potatoes again and I'm just like, oh yeah, I could go for some of those. They're calling so, again. Do you have anything else you you want to say? I don't. I don't actually have. That's the thing. We've gone on a <laughs> thing about the Popomatic Bubble and Samurai Cop because I don't really have a lot to say about this plot. Well, right. We've but kind I, of. I, you can sum it up in a sentence. <laughs> that's true. I did uh, the the meteor plot. Uh, not the not the potato plot, but the meteor plot is the VR plot. But I did I did have a few things I wanted to like. I basically just wanted to talk about Portuguese gremlins over and over again. Uh, uh-huh. But there are a few other things that I thought were funny or just n- notes here. Um, I love that Britta is like actively hitting people with a pillow yelling, friends don't visit each other's parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very funny to me. Um, again, another great joke is Britta yells, you stop infantilizing me. And then a kid drives by on a green <laughs> wheel. He, she hijacks it and drives away because her car won't start. It's, it's, it's very good. Um, and yeah, even even the kids like, what is wrong with her? Right. Well, he does get a big wad of cash for to replace said green wheel. Uh huh. Um, which uh-huh. apparently she just ditches somewhere. Dot dot dot. Much to Abed's story. dismay. Right. Speaking of Abed, he's just kind of like saying the wrong thing or being interested in the wrong thing and kind of being subtly subtly redirected by Annie the entire episode. She's like, where's the green wheel now? That's not the thing we're mad about. Mm -hmm. It's just very funny uh, for those those pieces of information to be happening. And it's Danny Pudi is really great at kind of like like putting making his 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 lines really count in this thread. But yeah, that's you're right. This is the not the meat of the meat and potatoes and the, of right. course the potatoes are the lobster bacon uh, potatoes. Right. And like I don't have a problem with the plot. It's just like it like I said, you you can sum it up in a in a sentence. Yeah. You know, that sentence might have a couple of semicolons in it, but like, so it's a long sentence, but it, you can sum it up in a sentence. Right. I mean, you could um, do the same with the other one. Uh, the Dean gets a VR. I and- disagree. Okay. Because, because 
that yeah, the dean gets VR, but then all the things he does. It's worlds within worlds, oh, Mike. Okay. How are you going to sum that up in a sentence? Oh, okay. So right. the dean <laughs> spends $5,000 buying uh, a VR headset and like uh, a little platform that he has to strap himself into. Right. Like an omnidirectional treadmill whole, or something like it's that. It's a whole setup. He has spent $5,000 of the school's money mm-hmm. because this is going to be the the start of Greendale's like virtual reality operating system. Right. And um, I love this plot because it is simultaneously making fun of like the dreams of what VR could be. Right. But also now in like a world where VR is, is actually happening. Right. Like, also just kind of lampooning the existence of VR like and, and what VR would be yeah because, because the dean is a visionary he just wait he was way too early you could buy a meta quest for 400 bucks right now uh-huh and like the the fact that the VR like it's it's rendered but it's it's rendered in this like it 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 looks like something because I I went to school for computer art right. and I I've you, you are I've done a lot here. of work in Blender and like this looks like something that like you could just like a, a undergrad could just whip together in Blender um you know me not not quickly I I some of the models in here definitely would have taken some some time and knowledge sure. and I'm not I'm not gonna shit on the like quality of it because it's going for a very st- distinct right. style it someone is, with skill made it look like someone exactly. without skill made it right um, that's the thing that's 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 why community is the greatest because it's right. clearly made well but it looks like it's terrible but you also have things like drowning a file to delete it <laughs> Right. Because the entire time, like none of none of the the things that he is doing is like interesting. He starts by setting the time zone. Right. By the correct time select- zone for Colorado. Uh-huh. By selecting a a giant pillar that has appeared and he points at it and a laser right. beam shoots out. And it's just and like this ostentatious time presentation. Zones, <laughs> um yeah, fuck off, Arizona. Am I right? So um, <laughs> I was thinking Hawaii, but yeah, fair. I mean, Arizona has its own time zone because half the year it's in Mountain well, Standard that's fair. and half that's the year it's in yeah, Pacific. Yeah. Um, so because it's or it's uh, Pacific Daylight, whatever. It <laughs> anyway. F- screw you, Arizona. Got it. Screw you, Arizona. So um, <laughs> I only say that because I'm jealous of the fact you don't change the time twice a year thinking you can control time like some sort of time god do you really want the power of a god yes more than anything but the dean certainly thinks he's some sort of time god because he points his finger at uh the time zone and a laser shoots out and he's like i've selected the time zone jesus wept right he even changes the font the font is larger and jesus wept and 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 jeff's like stop saying jesus wept and it's very, uh, very funny. Yeah. Literally everything he's doing is just running the operating system. It's setting time <laughs> zones. It's looking for files, deleting files. Uh-huh. Um, it he is, sets the time at some at one point to, to a time that was 20 minutes ago because it took 20 minutes to set the time. Uh-huh. And uh, so he's he's doing like all of this 
stuff in this rendered virtual world like a very um, sparse world too uh-huh and but i mean that's that's the thing right like in early vr like that's you, you don't get much else that's right that's so fair. it is it's sort of throwing shade on like the 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 existing vr i mean what what vr really existed yeah i'm trying to think this? about it i mean like virtual boy that's not vr that's a I mean, red laser to give you eye cancer. Yeah, like yeah. eye cancer, neck issues. It's all a whole mm-hmm. thing. I'm trying to so, find the first one that got released in the most recent setup. It uh, looks like 2016, the Vive was being sh- uh, shipped. Okay. So that that um, this predates that by a year. Um, right. And as much as you could say that VR is a little bit of a gimmick now... Yeah, it was way more of a gimmick then. It was way more of a gimmick back then. And so, like, the idea that, like, you would construct this VR system and -hmm. it's all just one operating system, you have to climb file cabinets in order to find a file. Uh, (laughs) It's all very funny. And the fact that he's got the omnidirectional treadmill and is running around physically, it's it's very funny. It's so good. Especially because... Uh, uh, the Dean uh, Jim Rash is so good at that physical comedy of oh, like he's so good. really making it so impactful that he's like, I I need to pull out my archery bow to re- to do this, and it's like your file was sorted. It's like, dang it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and but it's, it's also very inf- funny to have him with that physicality in the omnidirectional uh-huh. treadmill. But it's also kind of funny looking at this in the year 2023 when. VR headsets like I could go buy one right now and um you know it's not exactly cheap but I it's not five thousand dollars now it doesn't come with it doesn't come with the platform to like run around on but I could buy I could go out and buy a headset that comes with like controllers that you know mimic kind of try to mimic uh using your hands yeah and like I can I can do that but a a lot of um a lot of what i've sort of heard about uh vr is that a lot of it is still kind of a gimmick yeah. right like that's what i've heard as well okay, okay like the only thing they've been able to figure out is like okay well you can like shoot things um there was like a a horizon um like the horizon zero dawn franchise right, there was yeah, a, yeah. a vr game that's like people were like oh yeah i mean it was neat. It was kind of like being on like a theme park ride and like you could look around. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that like this shitty late 90s uh uh you remember you remember those folders like in in the 90s like you'd get folders for school and they'd have yeah, like sure. weird 3D worlds on them oh, with yeah, like yeah, floating totally. floating metallic orbs. Yeah, of course. You um, got to love the orb. You got you got to love the orb. Um all hail the orb. All uh, this hail. podcast this podcast brought to you by the orb. If you thought the popomatic bubble was great, that's half an orb. Now you've got a full orb. The orb. Buy it today or don't. The orb is already with you. Look, that don't look behind you. Terrifying. The orb is there. Oh no. You just looked behind you. I did. That's funny. I the orb oh, no. is now above you. The orb cannot be perceived with your human perception. 
Um, how do we sell? How do we buy and sell the orb if we can't perceive it? You know what That's I'm asking? Question. Too many questions. I, I should have I should have really asked that before I agreed to sell the orb uh, or <laughs> advertise for the orb here on this podcast. Yeah. Um, but you but know yeah. what? The the money that the orb gives us is perceivable. But yeah, like those those. We make uh, a lot of jokes I, about being uh, being ad shills. We we are not. We if you'd like to advertise with us, let us know. We'd love I used to, to take love your money. Those folders with the like weird 3D world. We're like back none to of the them orbs. made none of them made any sense because it's like right. yeah, I guess it's a, I guess it's like a lake and like there's a mountain. But they were, and a cube they, is floating next to a pyramid in the sky. Weren't they also like like all like neon pink and yellow? Oh yeah, they and were stuff, all like just the, like kind of vapor wavy kind of thing. Garish of colors. The, the, I don't think they've made those colors since the '90s. Those colors have been canceled. We we canceled them. We decommissioned them. They're not they're not colors we use anymore. We're in the 2020s. We use millennial gray. And so. I used to be obsessed with those, but that's what this this sort of style reminded me of, where it's just like, yeah, yeah. we can do 3D. Here's six pillars, an, uh, a floating orb, and I guess a fountain to show off the water effect that we can do. Um, so anyways, I loved those folders. I, I loved I, going you know school what? supply shopping every year because I would get like three of those bad boys. They'd all be different. They were all great. I loved them. Now, this is a trapper keeper. I want to show so up to work not... with one of those <laughs> folders. Just pull out my, my fucking work papers and be like, sit down to a meeting and be like, ah, oh, yes, um, <laughs> quarterly reports. Yes, absolutely. Pull uh, out my fucking 90s 3D floating orb scape. Okay. I love I just, it. I do want to point out that I'm about to rock your word with, with, a, uh, uh, with a link, my friend. Okay, hit me with it. This is a trapper keeper, though, so it might be okay. a little different. And there's no visible orb. I mean, it's fine. It's um, the okay. mountain is a little bit too detailed. Um, now, but we can't go straight back to the '90s. Unfortunately, we kind of do have to. I, it, you know, the the thing with uh, Trapper Keeper is that it is very hard to not find the uh, the uh, what is it the Lisa Frank ones. It's true. Um, Oh, now I'm just looking at 90s Trapper Keepers. Oh, hell Holy yeah, shit. man. <laughs> oh, my God. The 90s were a brilliant mistake. Um, they fucking ruled uh, because that's when mo- most of my growing up happened. Um, they did rule. I think I found a, at least one with an orb here. Um, they look like marbles to Dude, me. Dude, look, look, look at those oh, trapper keepers yeah. I just sent. Look at those. Imagine showing up to a work meeting with that fucking shit. Oh, oh it's yeah. so good. Oh, man. Hell yeah. We should put these links in our in our notes for the show uh, because everybody's got to see these fucking things. Oh, these, yeah, these folders are so good, man. Oh, I, man. I bring them, bring them back. You know what? 90s, I, my, my <laughs> general opinion is that 90s nostalgia is a trap and like. Sure. Uh, 90s, 90s nostalgia is, is the, the most mediocre of nostalgia, but I will make an exception for these fucking trapper keepers, dude. I mean, They're I would so even. so good. I would bring even... these back. Bring back the Lisa <laughs> Frank ones. Like, Hell look at, yeah, man. Look at these Lisa Frank uh, 
I'm I'm gonna send you another. This is this podcast <laughs> has just been turned into me. Uh, uh, oh hell yeah, man! Sending yes, <laughs> sending '90s uh, folder artwork back and forth. Um, it it just fucking rules is the thing, and I know that I've used it multiple times at this point, but I don't care. There's also this one always was a little concerning to me for whatever reason. It's like a uh, like a, a I don't even know how to describe it. Like a uh, a, cl- a a clown nightmare. Oh, that is a clown nightmare. Yeah, uh, but also with uh, the, a pride heart, which is very good. <laughs> I Probably. I love it. It's it's just all so good, and I and I I do think that we should go back to that kind of era of art. And be like, you yeah, know, no, this is what we, 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 we hit it. We, this is what, what hits. I should look, it should look like I accidentally took some LSD before math class. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. I should, I should start math class looking at a floating orb. I'll hail the orb. This podcast brought to you by the orb. Back and then, to the orb, baby. And then just be like, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to climb that mountain, that 3D Hell mountain. Yeah. It's so good. So, um, anyways. <laughs> A, a lot of a lot of what I've read about uh, VR now is that it's kind of a gimmick. Yeah, you get a lot of things that feel kind of like theme park rides. You get a lot of things that are just like shooting galleries. Yeah, and um, I do kind of want to get a, a headset specifically because I play Flight Simulator, and I feel oh like that would be God. taking it up a notch. You, you because it's <laughs> it's weird to to have to use a stick to or like the mouse to look around to the cockpit right when you could so just be, turn your head left and right i'd be doing the exact same thing is just that like i'd be turning my head to like look at instrument panels and whatnot mm-hmm. because i'm a nerd i want a expensive 3d headset so i can look down at some instrument panels right um, and, and as soon as you said that, I was like, of course, that's what he would do with it. But of, of course, yeah. But at 100%. the same time, I'm like, what What would I do? And I would be like, I know that I think it's the NBA has VR games that you of can like, that you mm-hmm. can watch the actual game as it's going at the court side. And like, that sounds fucking rad. And I'm like, I can do that <laughs> instead of going to the trailblazers, which are not that far away from me. We uh, we definitely are colossal dorks oh um, uh, we started a podcast and then did another podcast so um anyways they frankie <laughs> tries to direct the dean to get the serial number because she is literally on the website of the company that made this mm-hmm. to do a refund and to yeah. do the refund they need the serial number so she's like go Find the serial number. He climbs up this whole thing. And instead of uh, printing it, um, which involves taking it to like some other castle. And planting it in a garden. It's a whole thing. Instead, he drowns it in a fountain, uh, thus deleting it because he wants to live in VR forever. Um, And that's when Jeff goes to find Elroy, the guy who Mm -hmm. created this 3d realm this world within world which is clearly his pitch because the dean kept saying it too i do appreciate Uh the idea that the serial number on this thing is not just one (laughs) 
and that it's impossible to figure out the serial number of this thing if it if uh-huh. one file is deleted. Uh-huh. It's also just not good design to be like, oh yeah, the serial number, um, that is on an easily deletable file that's not right protected at all. Right. Um <laughs> it's not like on I mean, the headset anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just drown that thing and you can't return this at all. Yeah. Like what? Maybe that was the plan the whole time because he knew it was bad. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now I see the the grift here. So uh, Jeff goes out to Elroy's, which is just a, a Winnebago parked in a parking lot somewhere. Right. And um, Elroy talks about like dreams of the future and whatnot. I didn't write any of it down. I was just like, hit me with that sweet voice, Keith David. It's <laughs> yeah, so good. It, it stops I don't care being what you're like, saying. plot exposition and more like, Keith David's here. Awesome. Worlds within worlds. That doesn't mean anything. I can copy a file by holding my finger down on a phone. Oh, so can a monkey. Now, you're describing a system for animals. Terrestrial slobs bound to the earth by their meaty feet. I designed a system for gods. Oh, come on. He doesn't take it back. He's not, he's mm-hmm. not willing to take it back. And uh, he, he does show back up later. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he basically is able to give the Dean enough of a taste of being a God in the world amongst worlds before they rip him out of uh-huh. VR. Um, and it, and then they, they get the Dean to use a computer again. And he's like, look at all these worlds. And it's very mm-hmm. ridiculous uh, until they, uh, uh, they both start laughing. Uh, and, and it turns into a weird ad for hard drive <laughs> and the wingman. And it's like, what is even happening? That was that was a little out of place, but also like, whatever. I'm oh, digging the rest of this episode. It's clearly very it's good. I yeah. do also really love that um, Elroy, he has his own VR headset that he just brought with yeah, him. Yeah. Um, like a prototype which I guess, kind of I thing. I guess that makes the Dean's uh, serial number two. Um, <laughs> or, so or maybe maybe Elroy's is the development kit. It could be. It, it could the be the dev the, kit. And the mm-hmm. Dean's the first retail customer. So uh, he, he pulls this out great, and he's baby. like... To use a phrase I coined in the 90s, I'm going in. You coined that? Oh, yeah. Lock and load. That's mine, too. Yeah, Just okay, like, bullshit, wait, but okay. You coined that? And then he's like, lock and load. That's mine, too. <laughs> like, already, <laughs> one, one episode in, and I'm like, all right, I love Elroy. He's, yeah, he's, he's so good. It's He's tremendous. so good. It's very, very good. I, I, I think that, and especially because you get the gravitas of the voice and like mm-hmm. what everything is Keith David has ever done. And then it's just like this like wild left turn character wise. It's so mm-hmm. good. Um, I do want to, I do want to jump back to the Brita plot line real quick because I, okay. I just got to this part in my notes and we didn't, we kind of glossed over it, but uh, Brita is sleeping in Frankie's car. And oh, so yes. she, uh, she finds Britta in the car and they they freak out and they they have a moment, which is great because like Britta is breaking down and and um, she's first of all, she's like, I have a right to hate them. I was I was there when they sucked. And 
<laughs> Frankie responds with, I get it. It's Jimmy Fallon syndrome, which <laughs> is a weird thing from someone who says that she doesn't even have a TV. Right. Exactly. But it's a good line. It's a um, very good line. We'll, we'll allow it. <laughs> and um, she she does say like, well, you know, parents are human beings and we want to think of them as gods or demons because then that would make us heroes. But like, I don't know. Give me a break. We all suck. And then she says, what can I do to help you tonight, Britta? Which I think is great because it's not often that like people are just like, what can I do to help you? Like, right. You know, she, she barely knows Britta still. And she's just like, what can I do to help? Like, I'm here. So we're getting more, we're getting more good character development from Frankie. Yeah. She's integrating with the group a little bit more. I'm here for it. So I just wanted to bring that part up because we did totally skip over that. Oh, absolutely moment. we did. <laughs> um, anyways, back to the action. Elroy Jackson, he grows to massive size and and lifts the dean up. And like Who you said, he gives him grow this, to massive size. Right. He he gives the dean this chance to be a god, and then they pull him out and uh sit him in front of the computer and just like just move these folders around. There's it's the I, same thing. I, I do really appreciate that when Elroy shows up, it's like, how long has he been in there? And it's like four hours. And and Elroy's like, I would have expected a few weeks. <laughs> As they're walking out, Elroy's like, thank you. Here's, here's your money back. Thank you for giving me one last taste of what it was like when I was powerful. And he's like, I don't know what uh, the dean gives him. A, a small check for 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is a taste. Uh, this is for giving me a taste of what it was like to feel powerful. And uh, Elroy says, I don't know what to do with the rest of my life now. And that's when the Dean is like, you know, we offer a wide variety of classes. And that is the Greendale effect because, uh, by the end of the episode, Elroy's back. He's enlisting in yeah. some classes. He's at Greendale now. I, I do love Jeff's like, oh, God, I'm never getting out. And the dean's like, I haven't met many people who do. Mm-hmm. And, and um, that's very funny to me. And then uh, we get sort of a, an outro with the dean doing a voiceover. I didn't write down anything that he said. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just some end of episode platitudes. And um, also... When Elroy shows up in the hospital, because Chang's there because of the cat bite. He finally got there. He finally got there. There is just one little, it's like half, uh, like the the audio's fading out, so you can barely even hear it. But Chang's like, you're back, Troy. So, you know, that's fun. Yeah, well, I honestly, I chalk that up to the delirium of Uh Chang in that moment, not a, a... racist thing uh, uh-huh. mostly because he's like tr- has been trying to find the nurses station for the entire episode and like showing back up in places that it's not including uh <laughs> Britta's parents house right and the dean does make a his own virtual reality out of a phone and some cardboard which is a fun little callback to Google Cardboard, yes. a for real product <laughs> that Google released where you could make a cardboard yes. headset, stick a phone in it, and it would try to replicate virtual reality. Which does predate this episode, by the way. Uh, it was released on uh, June 25th, 2014. Um, they still have their the, the cardboard site up. 
Uh, although it has been discontinued as of March 3rd, 2021. So, you know. Um, well, it shipped 15 million units, Mike. 15 million units lot. of cardboard to stick a phone into. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of things. It's pretty You can wild. still get the app. Like it you can even though they've stopped selling the actual cardboard pieces, you can you can still get the 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 cardboard apps, I guess. Wow, wild. Mhm. Also, reading about any Google product is wild because like on well, Google cardboard, it. it's like the success of cardboard convinced Google to develop more advanced virtual reality hardware and appoint a new chief of virtual reality. Google announced an enhanced VR platform called Daydream at Google I.O. on May 18th, 2016. The platform's first headset uh, was released uh, in November. Google Daydream was not widely adopted by consumers or developers, and on October 2019, Google announced the Daydream View headset had been discontinued. Uh, so That's a Google new, thing if I've ever heard of it. Their more advanced, fancy, uh, not made of cardboard headset lasted a fraction of the time their cardboard headset did. <laughs> what I even think, is Google? What even is Google? I do think they they clearly screwed up because I think they misunderstood why cardboard was uh, useful because it was cheap and easy uh-huh. instead of expensive. And then we get the tag, which we have already talked about. It is the trailer for the Portuguese version of Gremlins. Um, so good. It's it's very good. I would watch it uh, absolutely if that if I if I found a copy of that. But that is the end of the episode, and that means that it is time for grades. Speaking of the. Um, uh, grades song. Um, we, a longtime listener and supporter of the show, Andrew, uh, was very excited for us to get to the full lyrics of yes. the song, um, High as Hell. We we finally got it last episode and we didn't really talk about it. So I'm just gonna, uh, <laughs> that for, is for a hundred percent our, our nonsense. Come on, come on. I just want to point out on the uh, on <laughs> on the YouTube of that video that we shared uh, at Dennis Paul says right, the last ahead. the last line is the police something 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 what are they saying uh-huh um i think it's, it's pretty apparent <laughs> um so yeah i don't really have a, a full comment on that it is funny that we use it as our grade song um and then uh and then we fade get the... out before before the word cock um yeah but uh yeah i mean it's <laughs> It's it's good. Anyways, uh, grades. Who would like to go first? <laughs> you, we really, really have gotten into a good position here on grades. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'll go first. I think this is a pretty good episode. Um, I think, I think you're right that the Brita, you know, the the Brita plotline is you know a sentence, but I think there's a lot 
kind of to to uh, scaffolding it, kind of making it making it funny, which is important. While the plot isn't funny by itself, there's a lot of different moving parts, and I think that's good. Um, I do like the opening uh, the the Chang uh, running gag throughout the the episode as well, um, and I think that the the VR is clearly like a standout here. Uh, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Jim Rash is inc- has incredible physicality on in VR. I think the 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 inside of the VR world is very really well done. I th- I think this is a this is a well done episode to introduce us to Elroy and it's Keith David. So, you know, come mm-hmm. on. Uh you've got great guest stars as well with Liz- Leslie Ann Warren and Martin Mull. I think this is I think this is another banger. Um I think it's an A. Uh I think this season has started really really well. Yeah, I don't have anything to disagree with there. Um, it is a good episode. While I did, you know, while I did say that the Brita plotline can kind of be summed up in a sentence, um, it's it's not to say I dislike the plotline because uh, you get some actual character development from sure. Brita. Um, it kind of explains. The, the way Britta is. Uh, <laughs> so, um, the way you know, the Britta that, be. That's, uh, that's good. Um, I, I think it's done, I think it's done really well because, you know, it's also, it makes Britta simultaneously like, man, you're kind of an idiot, but also like sympathetic at the same mm-hmm. time. Sure. I think it's a good plot line. And yeah, of course, uh, Leslie Ann Warren and Martin Mull, uh, fantastic uh, guest casting. Um, and then, um, obviously the VR plot is hilarious. Yes. Like it is the, the VR plot is a, is a weird excuse to get Keith David into the show while also just the Dean running around on that platform for like 10 minutes of the episode right. going, I just opened a file. I changed the <laughs> font size. Like he it's is very, just so excited good. for everything. And the weird graphics uh, of this 3d realm is just so great. It's worlds within worlds. And it is, it makes me laugh. I love this episode. Like it is not, it's not doing anything super heady, like yeah. a lot of community episodes can be, but this is proof that you don't have to you don't right. have to go that high concept. You can literally just have Jim Rash with a janky ass uh, VR headset on, running around making exaggerated movements and going like, "I set the time zone." Right. It's- Jesus wept. <laughs> Sometimes um, the simplest jokes are the best ones, and that yeah. is Jim Rash running around in a giant, comically large VR headset. Yeah, it is. It's great. So it is a definite A from me. Season six off to a fantastic start. Um, it it still it still does feel a little bit weird with the cast kind of chopped up as much of it is as sure. it is. But you know, you're you, you can't you can't get around that. Like right. you you just gotta you just gotta deal with it head on. But like season six, I'm loving it. It's it's good so far. Yeah. Um and uh but we want to know what you think about this episode, about the coolest 3D slash Lisa Frank art of the nineties oh, uh, so Trapper cool. Keepers. Um we want to know what you think about uh the movie Clue. 
Talk uh-huh. to us about Clue. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Or the movie um, Samurai Cop. Talk to me about Samurai Cop. Uh, let do you do you want mm-hmm. us to do an episode all about Samurai Cop? Because if, if that's the case, the Patreon uh, link it will be described <laughs> later. I would totally so. Last le- the other week, I was like, I'm not going to do a Patreon Goonies episode. I will do a Patreon uh, Samurai Cop episode. I, let's that do sounds it. great. That sounds great. We'll do. I, we'll yeah. do the double feature though. We got to do the double um, feature. And uh, yeah, t- but uh, have you seen Samurai Cop? Let us know. Uh, and and I know we're calling back a few weeks at this point, but please, dear God, talk to Ben about Bayonetta. <laughs> Seriously. Please. Um, we're not even going to, don't worry about the, the, would you rather question this week? It's a bad one. We'll just talk to Ben about Bayonetta. Would you rather see your parents, one of your parents play Bayonetta or your spouse play Bayonetta? See, that's a better question already. That's a better question. Um, I think it would be my parents because they'd be like, what the hell is happening? Probably my parents as well, because... I don't know what Sarah would make of Bayonetta. Um, I've watched enough weird shit with Stacy that she'd probably be like, <laughs> all right, this is just another weird shit. Fine. Uh-huh. Um, we want to know all these things and more. You can talk to us on failingwebsitetwitter.com. Uh, that is at Good Greendale. It gets worse find us- every week. It's wild. It gets, it gets worse. I had... Two straight days where it didn't say if something was a retweet. And I was like, who is this motherfucker in my timeline? I don't know who this is. And I click on it and be like, oh, yeah, your friend retweeted that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> Tell great. me these things. I, um, it's, it's wild to see the UI stop working. Like, what are yeah, you doing? Every, every uh, user avatar disappeared for me for about 10 minutes today. It was great. Talk to us on failingwebsitetwitter.com. You can find us on the internet at goodmorninggreendale.com. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Let us know if you want us to do a Samurai Cop episode on there. That sounds like a lot of fun. It, it would be a lot of fun. And it's it's a lot of fun uh, hanging out with you and ma- and hopefully making you laugh and putting a smile on your face. So thank you for coming to the end of these ones. And yeah, uh, we, we love you very much and hope you're doing good out there in Radio World. Radio worlds within worlds. You, you, Jesus right. wept. Stop saying Jesus wept. <laughs> uh, and until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Jesus, Jesus wept. wept. <laughs>